remove your ego completely and follow process. It's not your deal. It's actually a seller that you're trying to help. And you can't help a seller unless you have the right information that you need in order to help the seller. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey guys, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Francesco Galluccio. Just kidding, Marco Kozlowski. And I'm with Francesco Galluccio and Gabriella Araisha. <laughs> Mamma mia. What you talking about? What you talking about? Uh, if you are just listening to this on a, on a podcast, you have no idea what our visuals look like. And we're doing some <laughs> wacky things with our hands, Italiano style. Today is going to be a, a segue, a the next step into a little mini series here that we're doing. With MVP, if you have not listened to that, please do. In fact, if you have not listened to any of these podcasts at all, I'm talking, this is your first time. Welcome, Virgin. We are happy to have you here. Uh, our goal is to help you as, with as much value as possible, but stop listening right now. Go back to the first 10 episodes, listen to how we structure deals uh, so we never have to use money in order to uh, buy property that cash flows ever. In fact, we get paid to buy property using skills not money. If you know what you're doing, have the right skill sets, specifically now in this economic time, you can make a killing by really serving a, a generous amount of humans by learning what to do, how to do it, and replacing your active income with passive income by really helping a tremendous amount of people. And it makes us really happy when we see results. And uh, that's what we want for you guys. So today, I believe we're going to talk about our, uh, our ego and our preconceptions and how that affects putting things on the whiteboard, living in other people's, trying to help in other people's universes with our mission, vision, and purposes, our MVPs, which is basically what we did in the last couple episodes. So if you have not listened to the last two, stop, listen to those after you've listened to the first 10. And of course you can continue uh, at this point. So we'll wait here while you listen to those. Okay. Welcome back. That was awkward. Yeah. So let's talk about our beliefs our preconceptions when we're communicating with people that no one, they're not going to say yes, they're not going to do that. I'll, again, that's all me, ego. That's not whiteboarding. That's you, your ego talking and your fears talking, which are stopping you from actually serving another human. And if you really get this in, with crystal clarity, that this is not about you, this is about what other people want and need. And other people have a need for a service of some kind. And if you understand their pain, which is how we're really going to help and serve as many humans as possible is figure out the pain and poke that pain, create a solution for that pain. You'll be rewarded beyond measure from a satisfaction of helping other humans and giving and paying it forward and giving back to generous amounts of copious amounts of capital at your fingertips because you're really helping and serving and doing uh, with integrity the right thing. So let's talk about ego real quick and belie our beliefs of bringing in our own junk and our own baggage into a conversation that has really no business being there whatsoever, uh, period. So I guess we can, I, I can get started <laughs> over here because <laughs> I'm looking at Frank and he's like, well, because we had a pretext just yeah. before did, the, did the podcast and you said, I got this great story to say, I go, well, I want to hear it. Let's, let's wait for the podcast. So we're, I was well, just it's, it's, a, well, it's a funny story. I guess it, for me, it's funny because I'm looking at it from, I guess I'm an insider and I'm looking at it from, from that outsider view where we've been doing things using processes in order to be in other people's universes, but it's also in order to get, you know, the right number where we want to end up. And so it's no secret I've, I've moved to Florida and it's, it's, I've moved in probably one of the worst inflationary periods 
in <laughs> in I guess in, in at least in my lifetime. And uh, so looking for a home, finding a home is extremely difficult because valuations are out of this world right now. We we have no idea what the real value of anything really is because it's it's just been going on a tear. And we don't know why other than there's a lot of money being printed and, and there's is an inflationary environment and mortgage rates were still low. So all that contributed to a really hot real estate market. And if you, you know, if you've been paying attention anywhere, that's probably your situation. So the whole process was now I'm, I'm, I'm married. I have a wife who's never in our, this real estate world. She's in her own world and, and, and we share a world with the family, the children. But when it comes to real estate, it's something that she just like, this is your world. You stick in there. And, but this is a family home that we're looking for. So now the discussions happen in that, that world where it's real estate and the family world that are talking at the same time. So, She's very uh, in the process of, you know, we're never going to find a home and that, and you know, it's, and it's not just the prices is factor, obviously, but it's not a price because of the money. It's a price because if we buy this now, are we going to be able to sell it at anywhere near that price? Should we have to sell it in the future? And that's the thought process that's going through her mind. And so my answer is always no, right? Like I want this thing for free every single time. So <laughs> we have these discussions and now all of a sudden I start seeing this you know, real slowdown in the market where, you know, maybe five weeks ago, a house would come up on, on, on a, you know, listing. I don't even have time to book a visit in the next three days and it's already sold and above asking price. So I don't even have time to see it. Now I have time to see it. Now I have agents calling me and asking me what I think about this so I can see a shift. So now I start telling my wife, this is starting to become the fun part for, for, for us, you know, and she's like stressed out of her mind. Cause this is like, I can't take this. Our lease is up in December and <laughs> it's really fun for me. It's not so much. December. For her. Yeah. My gosh. That's, my, that's like forever. Right. I would even be stressed if my, my lease was up, let's say in July and it was June 20th. Right. That, I'm like, no problem. I'll fight. But we'll, this is, we'll figure but it out. this is what we were talking about. These preconceived, you know, these assumptions and these ego and all the baggage you're ringing with you that there's a, yeah. there's a process to this and she's seeing it from her world and I'm seeing it from, from my world. And so I said for the fun of it, just because I want to show her that there's a, there's a process to this and process doesn't always end up in the result you want. But if you follow the process enough times, you will end up with the result you're looking for. Can I just pause that for a second? The only thing you can control is your behavior and your actions, Correct. right? So if you have the right actions and behavior, you'll have control. You have a lot more control in your life than you expect. So that's what Gabe is uh, really also explaining is that he has control over what happens next. And if he does it enough times, it will work. And I'm not right? tied to the result on this at specific all. transaction or, or any transaction. Right. And we can always walk away from any transaction at any time. We're not married to any deal. And that's, ever. that's the key. And that's what I think is a lack of understanding with my wife is that this isn't necessarily the house. This is something I'm working on for fun. And so I'm going to give you kind of just, uh, uh, you know, let's just assume that the asking price is $2 million. I feel, let's say the value is around 1.56 ish based on comps. And obviously I want this as close to one as possible. Let's just use those bar barometers here, our parameters. So 2 million is the asking price. And she, you know, we have this discussion. I'm like, well, we're going to offer close to 1 million. And she's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not? Well, 
you know, they're going to think, you know, we're low ballers. They're going to think this, they're going to think that. I'm like, well, they don't even know us. Like, <laughs> why would they care, you know, or why would they, would they waste their time? And she's like, yeah, but they won't like us. And I'm like, we're not in this to be liked. We're in this to buy a property where we're, I don't, I don't understand. And, and this is again, all the baggage that's coming with this challenge. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm pinning a lot of this on my wife. I've been there before. I've had all this baggage. This was a process of rewiring myself in order to understand that this isn't the way the game is played. There's a principle here. It's our job is not to be liked, it's to be respected, right? Yeah, and effective. So, effective, respected, not liked. That's right. We don't we don't care. And we're not tied in, in to fact, the transaction. How they're gonna like us is us buying it. Yes. That's the only way they're gonna like yeah. it. And if we don't follow that process, we're never gonna be liked. Right. And we don't know if they have a need or they don't have a need, but if we don't play the game, we'll never find out, right? And that's, and kind of, that's what it's all about. So right now you're whiteboarded, which is I, I'll do anything and see what happens. Yeah. And she has all this baggage that's bringing to the closing table, stopping her from even, I'm not saying your wife specifically. No, she, we're using her as an example. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I think most people have this problem. Although, well, they'll never take this or never do that. It's almost being fearless because you're not attached to the result. And that makes you fearless. And if you're afraid of nothing, you can accomplish anything. Remember that. Correct. Because your ego isn't in it. So it's been fun. It's been fun. And, you know, we're sending text messages to the agent and he's sending back text messages. We're crafting new text messages. And the thing is, is we didn't make an offer yet. The beauty of the process is that if I'm going to make an offer close to a million on a $2 million property, it's because they asked me to do that and they, they, asked, begged, they for begged for it. So mm -hmm. I'm working on that process to get that beg. And she's just stressing about what's happening next, which is, it's, it's hilarious for me. And I'm, I, I feel terrible for her. Because <laughs> you're on the inside. So it's really not, it's, it's really not fair. It's you're not playing fair. A game. She's yeah. playing on an emotional game and with her, with her assumption saying, there's no way they're going to come down a million bucks. What, and I don't want to tell her that. This, what's this wrong with you? What happened to Gabe? <laughs> this probably right? won't even be the house. This it's, we, we, if we buy something, it'll be in six months when we're just basically, they're giving us the house. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're just taking over the debt right. at that point. That's what which, I mean. Which yeah. Is, yeah, it's going to be a really good time for that coming up. forgot what I was going to say. Mm. Oh, well, but you mentioned something before, not to be liked and liked. And, and we see this in the tickets with some of the students where they're trying to be liked. And in the end, because they're trying so hard to be liked and they do things or say things that they shouldn't have, in the end, they're disliked because they fucked up the deal. Yeah. And again, having that whiteboard, no assumptions that, you know, I better do this because they're not going to, if I ask for more information or if I ask for more DD items or if I ask for whatever, or if I give them a lower price, they're not going to take it. Well, you don't know that. You're putting your assumption ahead of their, in their thought process. But Marco. The, yeah. Well, Tom was well, on a contract. You, you know, Tom has a contract on a, pro, on a hotel, 50 cents on the dollar or so. Um, seller's supposed to do X, Y, and Z or Z if you're Canadian. And a uh, seller says, hey, man, like that's all, you know, we're done giving you anything. You know, we want you to go ahead and close now. And without thinking, Tom just says, fine, because he specifically said, I relinquished them from their obligation to give us what we need because I want I didn't want to lose the deal. But what he did lost him the deal. There you go. And there by losing go. the deal, he hurt the seller. Yeah. And I wanted the seller to like me, and now the seller is pissed. We call it the Furking Special. <laughs> it happens all the time, right? Remove your ego completely and follow process. And it's not your deal. It's actually a seller that you're trying to help. And you can't help a seller unless you have the right information that you need in order to help the seller. 
we will not buy the property at full price because we don't have the capital to give you at full price because that's the reality. Asset-based lenders need the down payment is the discount, right? So you don't need to put in your own money because you are using other people's money and to protect their money, we need the discount. So we're serving the lender and we're serving the seller by marrying the right discount, which is done through skill, right? The right sweetener. And I say discount internally. I'm never going to say a discount to a seller because no one likes to discount anything, right? It's really at the end of the day, we're coming from a place of service. And how can we serve them? And we can't serve them if they give us this number. Costco, they buy a whole bunch of products and they have to buy it at the right prices to give it to their other members. I'm one of them. I, I think I have two memberships with I, two I, different I've been companies. with you to Costco. It's like one cart's not good enough. And no, the you need two cars too. Yeah, it's, yeah. I have a convoy. Marco, I have a hearse. Marco brings. I have a hearse. Marco I brings. have a hearse for Costco. I don't. I don't even have a. I don't even have a car. I have a hearse. I have an El Camino that's converted into a hearse, Marco, and I just throw everything in the back of the hearse. Marco brings two but, people to him uh, with them to, to Costco for those big carts. Oh my gosh. He's just walking around that one, that one, that one. I was like, people think I tie them all together. People think he has a convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on a tangent or anything at all where i'm going with this is any business like walmart costco anything they have to the products on their shelves at the best possible price because it's within their mission vision of purpose to give their value to their customers right and if you are they don't care about being liked what they want is their customers have to win right and in so doing they get more and more customers which allows them to make millions that's just how it works. But right? in the end, so it's also helping. But in the sorry, Marco. But in the end, it's also helping the supplier. So whoever's supplying that product or service to uh, to, to Walmart, because I know they get you know sometimes a bad rap saying, "Oh, Walmart, you know they're going to cut your price or whatever on your product." But they're actually serving the person, the supplier, because by having at a certain price point, they can distribute it through all their WalMarts, and people are buying them, so they're going to be they'll be a lot more wealthier on taking a little bit now but for that for the volume and brand awareness for them yeah. yeah depending on what the product is is because they have a large order they can cut their cost by buying as well in bulk so Economies the, the chain you know exactly so there's there's a whole lot of benefits to this but we can you know we'll get to that later but at the end of the day we're still serving a customer in some way right even yeah. walmart if they want something if they want a product which they know is going to add a lot of value to their customers and the mission, vision, and purpose of the supplier is, listen, I will not give you this product at this price because we will go out of business. So uh, we're the only one that has this product. We have a patent. They protected their product because that was within their mission, vision, and purpose is to serve their, whatever this product is, widget X, it's the only one. And we're going to give Walmart the first shot and we're going to target next. So you're the only one that's going to carry this with, you know, under, but this is the number that's necessary. And you, you can try to ask me for less, but we're not going to run out of, if we give you that number, we're out of business, which is not within our mission, vision, and purpose. So it's it, crystal clarity. It's not about money anymore. It's about continuing your vision, right? So when you have that understanding, right, you also can really communicate honestly and openly with no bullshit with anybody and say, listen, this is where we're at, man. Like we're not retail, like in the real estate business, we say right away, we're not retail buyers to agents. If you're selling, giving us something retail, not interested, unless there's a ridiculous upside, right? Ridiculous. Then we'll maybe look at it. But unless there's some juice, we're not interested. I don't want to waste your time. So the conversation is very honest because we can't and won't buy a property that's retail because we don't have access to the money. So why would I even waste this person's time? And suddenly they're bringing us off-market discounted assets 
because they understand exactly what we're looking for in clarity and they want to make a commission. So at first we're clear as to what, here's our parameters, our guidelines is what we need. Then it's all about them, baby. It's, it's what do they need? How can we serve them? What do we, as long as they're bringing us the right thing, then we can start having this really interesting conversation of living in their universe without preconceived ideas of my own. Oh, they'll take this offer that they won't accept. Harry's an example in uh, almost a contract with, really interesting. Mobile home park asking 700,000, 695. Impressed down to, I think 500. Something happened where they, I think they went under contract and then it fell out of contract. The agent was kind of a, I'm just gonna say kind of a dick. And uh, Harry was like, I don't have time for this shit. And he just said, listen, I'm, I said, make me an offer. And he just wanted the guy to go away and made an offer of $300,000. The strike price at a 15 cap is about 370. All right. He just made a low offer, swag offer of 301 and change. They took it. Oh, poor wow. guy. Harry's like, fuck. I don't even want that. Yeah. I don't even want this. I don't want there this. There you go. He's upset. Like, he just didn't want it. Yeah. He was just pissed off and said, mm -hmm. fuck it. I'm out of here. Like, I just, I'm going to give you something you're going to hate. So I'm out. Yeah. And he wrote it exactly like that. Like, he just didn't give any fucks. Oh, and goodness. it worked. And he should have offered lower. <laughs> Well, he thought that but, was lower. Hey, come on, you went from what seven hundred or six ninety five? Seven hundred. You don't you get just it. Slashed it in half. We say it. If you don't get a no, you offer you know too what? much. Oh my goodness, that's that story reminds me of my dad. He he did a lot of construction. He did a lot of work like landscaping, interlocks, and things like that. When he didn't want a job, he mm. would go there. He would give the free estimates. When he didn't want a job, you know, I'm sure it's not just the Italians. They would overprice the fucking thing. Yeah, they would yeah. overprice it, and then he's like, "I don't even want it. I'm gonna give this guy double, or you know, I'm gonna stack it so the guy's gonna say no." And they come and say yes. It's like, "Listen, you want me to do it? You want this? You want it done by then? It's too much because it's too much shit on his head because they want every everyone everyone wants everything done right away, and you know he's got to he's got to line them up. But you want it done by that? You know, instead of a job cost ten thousand, he's like, it's twenty three thousand four hundred dollars, and they're like, "Okay, do it." He's like, "Fuck." He's like, "All right." So. But now he just made double the money. But that yeah. you just reminded me of that story, um, Mark. Happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, every almost like the car that I have an Aston Martin, James Bond edition, you know, 50 of them made. And I'm not bragging at all because I know nothing about cars. That's all I had. That's all I got for you. You know, twin turbo V12, 800 horsepower. Basically, what was on the booklet? Yeah. Right. I didn't even read the booklet. And I had just bought a car. Like I just bought just bought a car and I was servicing my car. And this they were talking about this. Aston Martin is like, hey, this guy likes cars. And I'm like, I don't even know anything about cars. I'm not a car guy at all, like zero. They're asking like almost $400,000 for this machine. And they're like, do you want to buy it? And I'm like, no, I, I just bought a car. I'm not interested. Are you sure you want to test drive it? I'm like, no, I just don't care. Like I have a car. I don't need a sports car. You know, I'm, I don't need one. They kept just kept coming back while I was in service. And he's like, you know, 350. How about 350? I'm like, no, I just, I just bought a car. I don't need a car. He says, well, you want to make an offer? I'm like, listen, man, if I make you an offer on this car, you know how I buy my cars? It's going to be under 200,000. Oh my goodness. And I said, I know nothing about this car. Under 200,000. You guys, come on. You know, it's like, well, then buzz off. I'm not interested. And they just kept calling and texting and calling and texting. I said, I gave you my number. It's under 200,000. And they just kept dropping and dropping. And I eventually got it exactly under 200,000. And so, and I'm like, now what do I do? And and then I looked, then I blue booked it. I didn't know anything about this fucking car. And I'm like, fuck, it's worth 300, over 300,000. Yeah, it's I'm like, I'll just buy it for car. the investment. I'll, I'll just buy it for the investment. Yeah. So then I called Maurice, you know, uh, my, my banker. Yeah. He says, hey, you got this car and, you know, can you finance it? He said, yeah, you know, 1.9%. Actually, we can finance uh, th uh, $250,000. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't pay that much. 
<laughs> I wonder if the sales, the car salesman walked away and says, I just sold the car. Where'd you sell it? Well, actually, they called, they called me the next day after, after we closed the transaction. So someone wants to pay $50,000 more than you just oh paid my for goodness. it. You want to sell it? And I'm like, no, thanks. You I got it. Flipped it. Yeah. Oh, but it's a sweet ride. Uh, so it's. Uh, it is. So anyway, I'm, again, I'm not bragging because, you know, I know nothing about cars. And it's just because I just didn't care. That's it. I just don't even want the car. Mm. You know, it's it's nice to drive, but it's a scary fucking car. I wasn't married to it, right? And I, you I just didn't don't need care. it. And that's I don't need it. Oh, well, perfect that's the segue. Next podcast, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So whenever you don't, so the less your ego is there, the the more displaced you are from the actual transaction, the result, the better the result, mm -hmm. because it's not about you. You're no longer involved in the transaction. You're super laser focused on your counterpart to understand their world, ask the right questions without bias, right? Reminds me of a joke, not a joke, but sort of a, I guess a riddle. So a doctor and their son are driving in a car, all right? So I'm gonna start all over again. A doctor and, and their son is driving in a car and there's a car accident, right? And they hit a tree and the doctor is killed. The son is rushed to the hospital. And as soon as they get to the hospital, the ER doctor looks at the boy on the on the gurney and says, I can't operate. This is my son. Mm -hmm. Explain. You want me to? Because I know, but no, yes. okay. no. <laughs> oh, then I'm lost. Okay, so you're gonna leave it to me. So the so doctor, okay, I can't operate. This is my son. But you said the doctor died. Maybe it wasn't maybe the doctor wasn't his father. It was just another guy. Pushing too far. Another yeah. doctor pushing too far. Okay, yep. well. hundred percent. All blood related. Mm-hmm. Oh, they both died. Are we letting him suffer or what? The, yes. They both died. Uh, the they moved on. The, the doctor is the wife. His mom. And we have a preconception oh, idea. Man. We have a preconception idea. <laughs> and, you know, well, that's the thing is I, I didn't get it either. So you're not the only one. So we have a preconception that the doctor's a man, right? So mm -hmm. that's why it's so difficult. And someone that's like, well, it can be a man, a woman, whatever, you know, it's, it becomes a lot easier. It's the preconceptions that will stop you from really understanding the, the, the solution. Not till later that I really got it because that's exactly our preconceptions or not understanding of things is what really blocks us in life. And the more whiteboarded you are, a child get this right away. Ask a kid this and it's like, that's all, the duh, this is what it is. Because there's not that preconception uh, or those biases in our minds. Baggage. Yeah, and the baggage is gonna kill you. Yeah. Absolutely, it's heavy and it's, it's weighting you down, absolutely. So you mentioned something the other day, Marco, about uh, parenting your, and nurturing your, 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 the seller. It's, yes. A lot of students do waste time by not nurturing and being transparent up front, saying, no, we can't do this, but we can do this if you do that. And it's because they don't care. Well, that's the thing. It, it, they're, well, they're, because they're, it's like your story, Gabe. Your, your, your emotions run into it, and you have your preconceived notions that, hey, we can't offer a million dollars on a $2 million property. The same thing goes with not nurturing. Well, no, I don't want to say no because I'm going to hurt their feelings, or they're going to hate me, and I'm not going to get the deal. But it's the other way around. You're wasting their time and yours yes. by going through a path where there's no way you're going to buy it at that price. You have your parameters, you have your things. Say, listen, mm -hmm. I can help you if we get to this price. So almost like the car, he helped the guy with the car. He doesn't know what to do with the car. Like, fuck, I don't know what to do with this car. We don't sell those cars it here. It was, it was, it was done on consignment. And um, so very interesting. Yeah. They should have sold it at auction. They shouldn't have given it to me, but it is what it is. So I think we nailed it. I hope get your ego out of there, kill your ego, just have a whiteboard, you know, and the more open you are to anything, the more fearless you are, because it doesn't, it's not about you. It's about them. That's the beauty of life is remove your ego and be fearless and uh, amazing things happen. 
So uh, thanks, gentlemen, for, uh, for a good session. Listener, hope you loved it. Like us, love us, share us, uh, subscribe. And share us, share us, share us, share us, share us. I would be delighted if you shared it on your social. I'd love to get as many humans as possible to uh, to hear this, uh, understand how they can, how you can grow and your community can grow in their impact by really serving and helping as many humans as possible and come from the right place, come from a place of love to really serve and help the communities in which we uh, live in and uh, the world. I appreciate your time, you listening, and uh, can't wait to see on the next episode, not only uh, Gabe and Frank, but uh, the listener. I'm excited to uh, share the very next topic, which (gasps) I can't tell you because I don't think we know what it is yet, but we'll make it up as we go along. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great day and do the right thing. Take care. See ya. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm